morning and welcome to St. Columbus on this, the Kingship of Christ, the final Sunday of the church's year. I welcome in particular visitors who are joining with us. All of you are very welcome as we turn now to page 201 in our prayer books. The Lord be with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ says. You shall love the Lord your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to intercede for us in heaven and to bring us to eternal life. Let us then confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolve to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought and word and deed and in what we have left undone. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may walk in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on
collect for today the kingship of Christ. Eternal Father, whose Son Jesus Christ ascended to the throne of heaven, that he might rule over all things as Lord and King. Keep the church in the unity of the Spirit and in the bond of peace, and bring the whole created order to worship at his feet, who is alive and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Paul's great hymn of prayer and praise extols the power of God at work in all things faithful and in the Lord Jesus Christ, raised up as King over all things. This morning's epistle is from Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 15. I have heard of your faith in Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of your Lord Jesus Christ, the, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that in the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. God put his power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above the rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, 
Jesus speaks about the end of time and the kingly power that will be seen in the coming of the Son of Man. He reveals what the standard of judgment will be for entry into this kingdom. <clears throat> Either we did or did not care for him as we find him in the needy. Hear the Gospel of our Saviour Christ according to Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the angels will be, all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep at the right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at the right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of these, the, the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of God, <coughs> Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Last week, when I opened the daily paper, my eyes lit up. The musical Mamma Mia 
is coming to town in September 2024. Now what shape I'll be in by then is anyone's guess. But hopefully and maybe we'll be fortunate enough to get a few tickets if the time is right. Like some of you here, I enjoy greatly the music and the lyrics of ABBA, sometimes listening to their music for hours. In a sense, it was a progression from the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Beach Boys, and other music groups of my teenage years. And I'm sure as I speak, some of you will say, yes, we enjoyed that and much more along with them. Music has been described as the universal language of the human race. Some of us in this area of the church and some of you in the wider area of the church, I'm sure, will agree. Music is the universal language of the human race. 300 years before the Swedish group ABBA made an enormous impact on the world, George Frederick Handel composed the chorale Messiah, which is known and loved everywhere. The first performance was only half a mile from the school where I received some of my education in Fishamble Street in Dublin, a building which is no longer in existence. Handel's music is popular. It's easy on the ear. One of his favorite compositions was Zadok the Priest. It was composed for the coronation of King George II in 1727. There's a two-minute introduction to Zadok the Priest, with the music volume increasing slightly during that period. That slow musical build has a wonderful choral instrumental climax. I pause now as we listen to it.
The words in that choral um, extract are as follows. Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anointed Solomon king and all the people rejoiced, rejoiced, rejoiced. God save the king. Long live the king. May the king live forever. Amen, amen. Alleluia, alleluia. As far as I know, and I may be incorrect, those words and anthems have been sung at the coronation of every British monarch since 1727. And incidentally, as an aside, the tune is also the official anthem of the European Football Champions League. Now why, you may ask, am I focusing on music and in particular on the anthem Zadok the Priest? Well, I'm going to liken it to the theme we are observing today, that of Christ the King. Throughout the season of Trinity, we've heard many details from the Gospel of the ministry and the teaching of Jesus. In a sense, there has been, like the anthem to which I've referred, a slow building to today when we acknowledge and proclaim that Christ is King. May the King live forever. Alleluia, alleluia, amen. Amen. The hymns chosen by Dr. McKee and the rector for this service capture the vision of Christ the King Sunday. They are, Christ is the King. Rejoice, the Lord is King. Hail, Redeemer, King Divine. It's true that the concept of kingship is all over the Bible and is associated with Jesus from his birth. But I ask the question, king of what? When we think of kings today, we may think of a figurehead constitutional monarch like King Charles III, or of a despotic king like Henry VIII, or Louis XIV of France. But therein, may lie a problem. In the time of Jesus and the scriptures, being king meant something else. A warlord or someone who led his tribe or country into battle. And clearly, Jesus is not that type of king. While he spoke regularly about the kingdom of God, he wasn't ascribing the title kingdom to himself. When he states that my kingdom is not of this world, he is not implying that he was another worldly king, but that the source of his authority was and always would be God. Jesus was talking about a new world order, and you know, that did not go down well with many people. The kingdom of God calls us to be a different kind of people from traditional expectations. The kingdom of God on earth is a certain community where the stranger is welcomed irrespective of who he or she may be. 
The stranger compels us to be the hands and feet on earth of a compassionate God. And note again the words of this morning's gospel. To the early Christians, the king was the emperor of Rome, a figure of immense power who persecuted and killed them. Some of that thinking changed in the fourth and subsequent centuries after the emperor Constantine adopted Christianity and the church began to display regrettably something which is still evident today, the trappings of power. In some church buildings today, you will see the image of Christ above the altar as a figure of power and worldly might. As we celebrate our faith today, this morning, that image of Christ as an authoritarian figure may need to change. It will have to change as the 21st century progresses. For there are no fine robes or jewels when we think of Christ the King, only a crown of thorns. There are no servants, just two criminals and an assorted crowd of soldiers and spectators who taunt and mock him. There are no gilded quarters at the Nativity in Bethlehem. No, just a simple stadium as there was no room in the inn. We live in a world where power can be a sort of aphrodisiac. But power can, and power unfortunately, does corrupt. Nations and leaders can become so aggressive in pursuing a political kingdom that the rights of people and communities can be threatened. And you and I know that we see that at present in the troubled parts of the world. Surely, surely Jesus weeps with us at the suffering of so many people. As for ourselves, we can only truly subscribe to the conviction that Christ is King if we pray sincerely in the words of the Lord's Prayer that your kingdom come on earth as in heaven. And so a clear message of this day is to display the kingship of Christ in our daily lives. Now that's no pious platitude, God forbid, for, forbid, but an obligation and a duty for all Christians to be lived and to be practiced every day. This morning, we celebrate the eternal presence of Christ the King in bread and wine, in the sacrament of Holy Communion. Hopefully, his spirit will make a difference in our lives, bringing us peace, bringing us the power of love on whatever else we need for the journey ahead in pursuit of that ideal and vision of the kingdom of God on earth. And so to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, be ascribed as his most justly due, 
all might, majesty, dominion, power, and glory, henceforth and forevermore. Amen. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. We offer our prayers to you, O Lord, Christ the King, Son of Man, who both understands our earthly ways, our strengths and weaknesses, and draws us forward to the gates of heaven when our time on earth is done. As our Christian calendar draws us towards the end of one year and the start of the new in Advent, we must before God take stock of how our last year has been spent and what lessons we have for the coming year. Lord, you alone know the secrets of our hearts. You know how we coped when the going was rough, in times of illness, stress, and bereavement. You have rejoiced with us in times of happiness, with new arrivals, new friends, and new opportunities. Where we have fallen short, forgive us. Where we have in any small way succeeded, we thank you for your loving support. You have assured us that blessed are the peacemakers for they shall inherit the earth. We ask that you send them in abundance to all corners of this turbulent world. To Ukraine, to Israel, to Gaza, and to the places known to you, Lord, where hatred seems to overcome love for one's fellow man. Today we thank you especially that little Emily Hand is reunited with her family and that many others have been released by the terrorists. Lord, in your mercy. For the leaders, spiritual and temporal within our world and within our church, thank you. Bless Charles the King and give him enthusiasm for the years ahead. We thank you for the talents which we have all received from you. We thank you for our parish of Knock, its warmth and the commitment of its people. For our beautiful church, improved and secured 
by the talented hands of the builders, the scaffolders, the plasterers, for our bishop, clergy and lay people who together make up the family of Christ here on earth. We appreciate our select vestry for the time and the manifold gifts which they put at the disposal of the church. And we delight in the music and the gifts of all who provide it. We know that all good things come from thee. Lord, in your mercy. We thank you for your wonderful creations, for hills and valleys, rivers and seas. Prevent us from destroying the world so that future generations may joy, enjoy everything as we have, and the fowls of the air and the fish of the sea may flourish unencumbered. Our relationship with nature is such a source of healing for us, as are our relationships with our friends, both new and old. The support of friends is an ever-present help in times of trouble and a delight in times of joy. Enable us to love one another as you love us. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we thank you for those who care for us when we are not able to care for ourselves. We pray for our nurses and doctors, many of whom have come to this country from distant shores, leaving their families to support our NHS. We thank you for scientists and cleaners, for caring family members, for surgeons, GPs and receptionists, all of whom make up the vast jigsaw of health care from which we all benefit. We thank you for those we have loved and lost in the past year. Amongst them, Bishop Gordon, who loved this parish, and those whom you here have safely within your hearts, now worshipping on another shore. We bless you for your assurance that we will be with them in paradise. We pray especially for those for whom this will be their last night on earth. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Words from a Celtic prayer. Calm us, O Lord, as you still the storm. Still us, O Lord, keep us from harm. Let all the tumult within us cease. Enfold us, Lord, in your peace. Amen. We do not presume to come to this, your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Amen. Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Lord, yours is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all things come from you and of your own we give you. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. never-living God at all times and in all places, it is right to give you thanks and praise. And so with all your people, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing. Blessed are you, Father, the creator and sustainer of all things. You made us in your own image. Male and female, you created us. Even when we turned away from you, you never ceased to care for us. But in your love and mercy, you freed us from the slavery of sin, giving your only begotten Son to become man and suffer death on the cross to redeem us. He made there the one complete and all-sufficient sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. He instituted and in his holy gospel commanded us to continue a perpetual memory of his precious death until he comes again. On the night that he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks to you, he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Father, with this bread and this cup we do as Christ your Son commanded. We remember his passion and death, we celebrate his resurrection and ascension, and we look for the coming of his kingdom. Accept through him, our great High Priest, this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts, grant by the power of the life-giving Spirit, 
that we may be made one in your holy church and partakers of the body and blood of your Son, that he may dwell in us and we in him. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour Christ has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. We be many are one body, for we all share in the one bread. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God, who has taken away the sins of the world. Happy are those who are called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word, and I shall be healed.
Let us pray. Stir up, O Lord, the wills of your faithful people, that plenteously bearing the fruit of good works, they may by you be plenteously rewarded through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. much for being with us this morning. There are additional copies of the December-January Columban together with the parish Christmas card at the back of the church. Do please take some for family, our neighbours, our friends. All are welcome to receive it. Next Saturday, 
Three o'clock is the Sunday School and Crash Children's Christmas Party in the grounds of Campbell College. I'm most grateful to the Headmaster and the Board of Governors for kindly granting us permission to use Campbell College for the party and simply gather at the Junior School at three o'clock and there will be a special guest and it won't be me. Coming along about 10 past four, ringing bells, I think you can join up the dots as to who that person is. Next Sunday, Advent Sunday, the beginning of a new church's year, our Advent carol service will be at seven o'clock in the evening. I do hope you can be with us as we reflect on powerful music and the inspirational readings for Advent. I've invited quite a number of our local school principals to come to read the lessons at that service, along with a representative from the Fire Authority and the PSNI. So I do hope you can be with us then. This day fortnight, please note the service will start at 10.03 precisely. That is because it's a live Radio Ulster BBC broadcast. That is a service Charles and Henry really enjoy because they say it's the only time Dad would do as he's told during a service when the producer comes and stands in front of me and does this. So if you want a short service that will start on time, that will end on time, and the rector will be under authority of the producer, that's the service for you. But you're asked to be here at 20 to 10 for voice trials and sound trials and all of that, and the producer, the Reverend Dr. Bertosh, who want to talk to us all. We are very privileged to be invited to host this service. I do hope you can be here because we need a congregation in church and not everyone at home with coffee and scones listening in on the radio. So please don't be tempted Please come here so there can be a joyful uh, singing and joyful responses with a full congregation. You can always listen to it on the iPlayer when you go home if you missed a bit of the rector's sermon, but that would never apply to any of you because you're always very attentive. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.